All right, everyone, welcome to the Grace Point. What is this? The official, unofficial <laughs> Grace Point podcast. I have bad host. <laughs> this is a show where we talk about all things Grace Point, the good, the bad, the ugly. And today we are going to talk about the question, why the hate? Why the hate? Why the hate? So let's start. Yeah, so I think- Isaiah, uh, why do you hate me? Uh, we're, not, we're not talking about that here. We can talk okay. about that later outside. <laughs> the um, I, I think one thing that a lot of people, whether that be our people or, um, I don't know, people who are checking out our church for the yeah. first time and searching on us Google, uh, on Google um, one of the first questions I think a lot of people have is, whoa, this church has a lot of just hate online and a lot, mm. of, a lot, of, a lot of bad press. Yep. And why does a church of this size have just proportionally like so much yeah. about them? Yep. And so we want to talk about that. And I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know exactly. Um, so yeah. obviously there's, you know, I, I've read through a lot of it personally. Hmm. Um, okay, so I haven't read. You haven't. Very much of it. Yeah, I just choose not to. Yeah, I, I, I like it actually. It. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, so I've read through a bunch of it. Um, and mm -hmm. so I mean, so obviously this is sort of our take on it. Like we're not the authorities on this, mm -hmm. but I do feel like it might be helpful just to talk about that. And um, yeah, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our top three. Yeah. What are the top, top three, three reasons? Top three. We're going to give our top three. We're going to talk about it um, and see how this goes. Yeah. So how about this? Well, we'll, we'll go from three to two to one. Sure. So save, save the most important one yeah. for last. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll just count down, say it at the same time and see if we get the same things. Okay. Okay. All right. Number three. This is mind meld. Okay. Okay. You count, you count. Okay, all right. One, two, three. Conservative Korean culture. Oh, okay, very different. Okay, <laughs> how about you go first? All right, well, yeah, I mean, I think one of the reasons why we get a lot of hate is because we're a big target, right? Mm. So you said about like, it's like disproportionate, right? Um, and I think to agree that's true. It's it's sort of like, I, I, you know, like let, let's say you're, you're a newcomer at like, you know, coming to one of our newer churches, a church plant, and it looks really small. Mm. You, you look us up online and it's like, what is this torrential, like yeah. outpouring of yeah, stuff, right? That is true. But the thing is, is like, yeah, maybe that person thinks like we're just one small new church of like 30, but the reality is that we're on like, it's like 70 campuses now or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah so, cities. so it's really strange. We, we have the feel of a small family church, close-knit community, right? But in actuality, we yeah. are like a nationwide like network. This organization. That's right, true. but the nationwide network still feels very familial because like the leaders are, are, have years of relationship. You and I know each other for 14 years, right? And in a lot of ways, I think our church is going through like this transition where we like to think of ourselves and, and we conduct ourselves like a small family church, but we are yeah. actually this big network, this big institution. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of things that haven't really caught up to that, like That's systems true. and 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 added and policies or best practices, whatever it might be. And in a sense, we kind of want to resist that too, because we don't want to become institutionalized because that's not the greatest thing either. Because when there's like a movement, when there's like, anyway, so we, that, that's like a whole other thing. But I think that we are a big target. Mm -hmm. And um, and in some of our campuses, we are the biggest target yeah. around. I'm Berkeley for sure. Oh yeah. You know, and um, and I think that's why um, we get all hate. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't, I didn't actually think about sure. that. Um, 
But I'm, I'm curious about yours. <laughs> well, well, I, I kind of cheated. I kind of combined it into two things. But our culture okay. is uh, conservative and very Korean. And I know nowadays, okay. I don't know if Korean and conservative is sort of associated. But back in the day, I think it certainly was. <laughs> um, so sure. I'll just talk about those a little bit. But I think okay, we're very conservative. And I think most people, like, oh, that's obvious, right? Like, yeah. we have a... Like we don't do, we're kind of anti-media. Like yeah. we're like slightly Amish. Um, yeah. You know, we're we're anti. We say we're anti-drinking, anti mm -hmm. no alcohol. Southern Baptist. Uh, we're Southern mm -hmm. Baptist. I mean, you know, the whole whole lot of stuff with that. And then, um, you know, like the gender thing, like dating. We, we talked about that. We talked about that episode. before, so yeah. we, won't, we won't open that can of worms anymore. Uh, but yeah, so there's just a lot about us that. Uh, if you didn't come from that kind of church, it can feel very like restrictive when you come in and yeah. like, yo, why are these people like so uptight? Yeah. Um, so I think that's part of it. And then I think, um, I don't know, kind of relatedly, we're, 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 our roots are very Korean, mm. right? Um, so tell, Okay, tell me what that means because I'm not Korean. So. Yeah, well, okay. Well, I mean, I, I meant oh, sorry. on one hand, just like yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, literally the founding, you know, pastor couple of the church that Grace Point came out of, you know, they were Korean. Which was not your parents. Not my parents, yeah. yeah that, that was, so, you know, we, uh, there was a church called BBC, apparently in 1981, and then we came out of them in 2006. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, like up till, I don't know, up till at least the 90s, yeah. I think, pretty much our whole church was Korean. We used to be called mm. KBSK, Korean <laughs> Baptist Student Koinonia, which is like the worst name ever. And then we changed it to Asian Baptist Student Koinonia. Oh, that's and when then we just became Chinese Koinonia, and that's when we sort of entered like normal modern life. Okay. I, I, I kind of see that as that marker there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we were very homogenous and very Korean, and mm. that means a lot of things. Like to cuss at each other, like if you cuss at someone in English, then it's like, I hate you, uh -huh. but in Korean, like you cuss at people, like you like. It's an it's, affection. Yeah, it's almost like, like an affection thing. Anyway, and so I think some of that okay. um, didn't quite make the the jump <laughs> to American culture uh -oh. in a very graceful way. Included in that is like the propensity to talk really rough with someone, or like mm. sarcastically, mm. or like or like yell at people. Like I remember one of my friend's moms. Um, she told me a story of how um, when she was young, she thought her dad hated her because her dad would often tell her to go die in Korean. Oh, wow. Right? And she was like, you know, American born. So she didn't understand yeah. how in Korean, like chugo, like some, telling someone to die is, that's kind of, it's kind of like funny it's and endearing. Oh, right? But if you say endearing. that in English, okay. yeah, go if die. you tell someone go die, it's yeah. like, oh my God, you, yeah. you, you, you want me to die, right? Yeah, you hate yeah. that. So anyway, well, I mean, you know, I get that because actually there, there are aspects of Chinese that are like that. Oh, do too. Chinese people do well, that? Well, it's not like to that extent, but I've definitely had experiences where I've like literally translated what my parents said to me. I'm like, why, how could you say that? Uh, and then they're like, what? You know, like, so yeah, yeah. to a degree, I think that's, that's true. Yeah. That might be an East-West thing. Yeah. So then I just think there was a period where our church was becoming more diverse but we were still behaving as if everyone was Korean and mm -hmm. still kind of talking to each other in a certain way. And even you know, when we came to spiritual stuff yeah. and the way we like brought stuff up and mm -hmm. confronted, it, it felt very like rough because mm, that was what we were used to. And mm -hmm. I think maybe we we're a little slow to catch up to that. I mean, which is our bad, you know, yeah. we, we need to adapt to culture and kind of understand like what the culture is and what people can take and what they can't and what they interpret as love. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think in some ways we're still, I mean, I think we've obviously come a long way, mm -hmm. but I do think in some ways we're still kind of like, oh, okay, kind of unraveling the the, the threads of our culture that have been kind of interwoven yeah. into our yeah. church. Yeah. Um, so that would be my number three. Okay. Um, should we go to number two or yeah. any other comments on that? Um. No, no. Okay, yeah, let's do number two. Yeah. All right, you can give us a count. Cool. All right, okay. one, two, three. Bane Internet. Switch. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, we're very different. Yeah, okay. very different. You, you go first again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so again, I you know I haven't read any of this stuff, um, but my my mine is more just like a 
I don't know, sociological perspective mm. a little bit, you know, like just kind of zooming out at our culture at large and hate on the internet is just like, everyone knows it's there. It's just okay. part of it. Like there's that, there's that Wreck-It Ralph. I've never seen the movie, but I know Wreck-It Ralph 2. There's a part where he you know, oh, wrecks the internet. He goes to the comment section. He, he goes across the comment section yeah. and it's like, oh, we don't go there. And then he's, he's there and he's like, yeah, what? Really close to home. Uh-huh. You know, and it's like, everyone knows exactly what happens in the comment section, YouTube, right? So, it, you know, everyone knows. Like, there's some something about anonymity. 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 <laughs> That's my Chinese side coming out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so something about that, like people don't know who you are. So you can say what you want. You, you can be completely unfiltered, right? Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, I mean, I, I say stuff in my head that's like I would never say out loud, right? Because I, but I don't, you know, but God hears it, so I should repent. <laughs> but, but you know, like that's that is what happens, right? But I think on the other hand, it, it's not just like, like you know, that enabling very vicious language, but like, sort of, people finding all kinds of things to hate on. Like, and, and being able to pick up on the weirdest things to hate on. Mm. So, and, and just sort of like being able to really mischaracterize. Other so, so there's this really famous article that came out recently called um, Reality is a Video Game and mm. We're All Losing. And it's taking this, like, people used to, um, so when, when The Dark Knight came out, this, uh, this sounds totally tangential. Totally. When The Dark Knight came out, no idea um, they ran this. this campaign to advertise it where people were literally chasing clues in real life. It was like, like they got it like a card and was like meet at this street corner here at this time if you could figure it out when you got you got there you got the next clue the next clue so it was almost like a real life what? like puzzle oh, I don't yeah know. and then at the end of it they like each got clown masks and it was like it was like part of this like you know oh why is so serious it was the unveiling of the why is so serious like tag and so it was this real life thing and it was like a small community of people at like i think it was comic con where they were like whoa you know and that became kind of a thing for like companies and gaming and people to do. The most famous was this guy that buried like $100,000 in like Britain or something like that. And then people were like all over the world trying to figure it out. Someone finally found it, right? But it was like a real life video game. So there's a known genre. And so what happens is there's this culture that gets created about it, around Mm. it, where people are like looking for clues and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they start kind of, it's almost like confirmation bias, like starting to look for things. Now the whole point of the article is like, oh, that's kind of weird, but people are noticing that that's like heightened to another degree yeah. now. I mean, like, you see that with like conspiracy theories. Right, right. That guy that like invaded the pizza shop because he thought yeah. there was going to be like He's a, a gay. sex. Yeah. He's gay. yeah, 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 yeah. So like people are sort of making the weirdest connections yeah. and like able to paint the most sinister picture yeah. and like create something really hateful out of something that's not even there. Yeah. And I think they do that with political tribes that aren't like them. I think that like whatever t- is their target, they will, they can find ever more things to hate on. Yeah. And you know, like I, I've heard about some of the things that people write about us and it, some of the stuff is ridiculous. It's some like, of it's ridiculous. What? You know, but I, but then <sighs> I think that's what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like so so I, just to qualify one thing you said, like I don't, like I just want to make it clear, like I don't think you're saying this either, but like that doesn't mean that everything on there is no, ridiculous, no, 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 right? No. Like obviously people have like real hurts and real yeah, experiences yeah, yeah, yeah. and we need to, and we need to acknowledge that. But I do see what you're talking about because, yeah, I spent a long time reading through what's online. And there's some ridiculous stuff. And, I mean, some of it I know is ridiculous because mm. it was about me, right? Mm. Like, there was a claim that, like, this this one guy online just, just made this claim that my dad bought me a house. <laughs> and that just didn't happen, yeah. right? But he and his justification was, oh, I looked at your LinkedIn a little creepy, uh-huh. by the way, but I looked at your LinkedIn yeah. and saw your salary, what you made, uh, yeah. and then I looked at like the housing records, and basically, there's no way you could have made enough money in that time to mm-hmm. get that house, right? And so, therefore, you're lying, and your dad bought you this house because I went on there and said I didn't, my dad didn't do that, right? Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, no, you're lying. 
And I was like, uh, okay. I mean, I don't know what to tell you yeah. at that point, but yeah. I, I do think, yeah, like there's a certain extent to which, okay, you've been wounded, you've been hurt for sure, right? But then people take it to this next level where now because they're seeing everything that filter, like everything is sinister and yeah. everything, like we are like, you know, we're the Illuminati now and like every move of ours is kind of analyzed right. and thought through. So, okay. That's, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm coming from. Like, no, for sure. There's like stuff on there that's like serious. It's like, whoa, you know, but like, I, I think the, the way it gets compounded Mm-hmm. is this like internet yeah like, dynamic so it kind of becomes so. it kind of gets out of hand and yeah okay so, i mean so okay. mine was very different yeah from what yours. was yours again Can i you... said bait and switch okay um, yeah i think a no, lot of people's yeah. experience of our ministry on like especially like the college campus is that we seem to promise one thing or kind of front load like niceness people <laughs> use like the term love bombing and things and yeah. say like oh you you just try to recruit people with these like fake tactics mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um i mean i don't know like I, I get it because it can seem like that. Like yeah. a lot of our flyers, you know, people will accuse us of like, oh, this flyer is very deceptive because it says like free food, you know. I mean, but it also says Christian group at the bottom. But mm-hmm. sure, like, okay, I, I can see that. And, you know, people feel like, oh, like they try to they try to get you in the door right through their like nice tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what they're really looking to do is to like enslave you, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> and to like yeah. get you part of their system like <laughs> plugged into the matrix gotcha. and there's that kind of thing yeah. um and I, I mean i i think in some ways like okay so I, I feel a little mixed about that i'm a little okay. ambivalent about that one because yeah i can see it in some ways like like there have been times so we did used to do this thing called cooking for question we stopped because we got so much cookie for question yeah cookie yeah, for yeah, question. yeah i think it became we a meme became a yeah. meme on the berkeley meme page yeah we, we got famous but you basically you go on campus and you say hey come ask a question about god and then you get a cookie right which perfectly legitimate very yeah. upfront sort of ministry yeah. like practice in my opinion yeah. but then what some people started doing some like students actually not staff but some students started doing is they would go to people and they'd be like hey you want a free cookie and then the guy <laughs> would be like okay and they'd be like okay wait, first you got to come ask a question about god and they'd be like oh okay now i don't want a cookie <laughs> yeah now i don't want the cookie anymore so so i could see that like people being like over ear overzealous oh, and doing yeah. stuff like that for sure that happens yeah or like you know yeah you want to get a free green barbecue mm-hmm. or like you want to get free dinner or yeah. free food whatever you know, and we offer like, free food at our events yeah, and it yeah. feels like we're trying to trick people well, with we free do food. say christian on the flyer yeah though, and like you still know, i can yeah but so so I mean I don't know I, I I do so so on the one hand yeah we're guilty and I think we we've told our people we've told our people I've told my people like don't be bad and switchy you know so our welcome night now is just called the good news right to mm-hmm. be very upfront like yeah. this is a Christian thing you're yeah, yeah. coming to a Christian yeah, thing yeah. Um, but on the other hand I do think like one thing to understand about the college campus is that it is a recruitment like sphere like yeah. everyone's recruiting the frats yeah. are out there recruiting all the other Christian groups. I mean, like, it's not just us. Like, Christian groups do this all the time, offer free food with their events and stuff. And, like, that's kind of what's expected, you Mm -hmm. know? And obviously, like, I'm not just giving you free food because I love giving away free food. I'm trying to get you into something. I'm trying to get you into so that you'll hear the gospel, right? But it's not because I want your money or because I want your labor, right? I'm Mm -hmm. trying to do something which I think will really benefit you, you know, eternal life so that you don't... Like, what else am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to, like, act mean to you? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, so, I mean, again, that one's kind of complex, and I get it. And I think we we were bad at this in the past, and we're trying to get better. And in in some ways, we still need to, okay. to be better. Well, well, I think like I think that's true. So a lot of like the recruitment aspects, being switchy. But I think you said something else that I think we can dwell a little bit longer on, which is kind of like the experience of like you first come and you're really welcomed, mm-hmm. and then suddenly there's all this expectation on yeah. you, or like something like the, the in your sophomore year, the, the switch flips, and like there's now things you're being asked to do, you know, and it's like what you know and that yeah. wasn't like not clear yeah 
part of me kind of wonders like why wasn't that clear don't you see that the upperclassmen are serving or something yeah. like that yeah. a little bit and like I've you know that. but but like no but i can see though. how you yeah. would experience that that for sure. can feel like another element of bait and switch that's mm -hmm. just sort of like whoa like i was i didn't sign up for this mm -hmm. you know and and so people kind of came out and then by that time they've like made that all their friends yep. are in our church right yeah, that's hard and then when they realize like okay i don't want this mm -hmm. you know and then they they, they you find a, you know they decide to go find another church whatever that process is really painful yeah so, i mean so, so again we, we've actually talked about this before with like all of our staff and i think one thing that we've tried to do is like yeah, be a little more upfront like with people like hey we are an intense church i think even this podcast is one effort to do that honestly yeah, yeah. just to give people like an inside look like hey yeah. before try before you buy a little bit you yeah. know like we are kind of different in this regard yeah. um but it's hard you know because it's yeah, I, mean, I, I mean like your dad like you know at, at certain retreats i've heard people go look like leave earlier yeah, <laughs> you know i mean yeah. like even we started saying to that, that extent like this is the time to leave yeah. if you're thinking about this is what we church, are about yeah this is what we're like we, we don't want you to experience that pain so mm -hmm. and so but then we do that and it's sort of like you guys are too quick to kick people out you yeah. know until that's <laughs> 22 yeah. a bit. it goes both ways cool. all right move on to the last one sure all right sure. number one okay ready one two three talking tough to conversations people. going okay. wrong same thing yeah. same thing okay so yeah. i said talking to people tough conversations you want to share yeah. your thoughts first yeah yeah so um this is like i think one of the toughest things about ministry and i think most of the hate out there is because of this it's just tough conversations gone wrong um and yeah they're just so so you know as we're trying to disciple people as we're trying to raise and become like christ you know like every, you know what what is it that we do and you know, for me, the picture of that is Ephesians 4, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's speaking the truth in love. It's Acts 20. Paul's, Paul's saying, you know, I admonished everyone. Like, I did not withhold anything that was profitable. I admonished mm -hmm. you day and night with tears, you know? And you read those and you're kind of like, okay, that's like, you can just gloss over those words really easily, yeah. right? But what is it, that, what is that about? That's that's like, I'm, I as a leader have the responsibility to shape you into someone who's more and more like Jesus in every area of your life and in every aspect, right? And that's really intense, you know? But, but you know, I'm gonna do it with, as much wisdom as I possibly can with like the strength of relationship, all that. But that means I'm going to have to have moments where like, I have tough conversations with you about things that I'm seeing, you know, mm -hmm. and like, I'm not trying to be mean. I think those things are going to help you. Right. But those are really hard conversations to give, but also to take. Mm -hmm. And thinking about how many of those conversations have happened in our church because of like how long we've been in ministry mm -hmm. and how many people have come to ministry. And then like thinking and they're about- they're college students. So right. they're young. They need a lot of shaping, frankly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it's like it's you know, it's like yeah, you're, you're young and you're you don't take that the best way. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No one talks to you like that. Maybe not even your parents. You know, <laughs> so did I your parents about, talk you to talk to you like that? Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. Just wondering. I mean, I grew up really church, so yeah. maybe that's like. But um, but I think t you take that and then you take the fact that like we have a lot of leaders and a lot of young leaders, and then it's not like professionally trained, you mm -hmm. know, or anything like that. It's like you know, people who are kind of do you know learning. Maybe they picked up some of that Korean culture-ness, you know, uh, on them. They're just yeah. doing what they're doing. At, yeah. They, they received, and there's just, there's probably been a lot of mistakes. There have been a lot of mistakes and mm -hmm. people have been hurt and relational hurt like that is the worst kind. And so that results in pain, anger, disappointment. And then that just kind of just mm -hmm. all comes out, mm -hmm. you know, on, and people feel like they can't talk to people about it. And so they talk, you know, type on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think basically the same thing for me. I think one verse that captures it for me is Colossians one twenty eight. 
Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone mm. with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ for this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. So, I mean, yeah, to me, that sounds, verse. yeah, it, to me, that sounds more than like, hey, let's meet once a week and talk about the Bible, right? It's like a little <laughs> more than that, because I don't know if that counts as struggling with all of God's energy yeah. that he works in you, right? Like, that means, like, I'm trying to deal with your character. I'm trying to help you grow as a person. I'm trying to, like, confront your sin issues. I mean, you look at all the things that Paul had to do, had to go through with, like, the Korean Corinthians, you know, and all the things that he wrote in his letters, just the many different topics he was addressing. Like, that was not like, you know, it, that was full life discipleship yeah. that he was doing. And I think we, as a church, we really believe in that. We believe yeah. we are called to do that. Like, we have to do that, like, out of obedience to Christ. But we also... Well, the other element of that is, like, we're living so close yeah. that you see, like, like we're in each other's homes. Yeah, like, I can't ignore it. Like it's right my, there in front of me. Yeah, my kid will be like, there was no one coming over today. You yeah. know, like, yeah. that's the extent, right? And so, and, then, and so it's right there. And it's like, yeah, okay, to a degree, I need, sometimes I need to just let those slide. Mm -hmm. But then after it's happening a lot, it's like, oh, I'm going to talk about that, you know, because, yeah. like, I, I see it, you know. Yeah. If you all get to do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So then, I mean, and, you know, it, it's tough, but I think as I think about as I think about my own life, like, not only that's like, oh, we're supposed to do this out of grim duty, but, like, as I think about my own life, and, you know, feel free to chime in with some of your experiences, sure. but... Um, as I think about my own life, all the times where I really grew and like took a big step forward in my faith were mm. times where often it was precipitated by some tough conversation. Mm. You know, so I mean, just quick example that I yeah. always go back to is, you know, I went to Taiwan my junior year to serve as a missionary. Honestly, I had no heart for the Taiwanese. I didn't know where Taiwan was on a map. I didn't like Taiwanese food. I just went because my friend really wanted to go and he needed a buddy to go with him. Mm. So I was there sheerly out of grim duty. I didn't like it. I had a bad attitude. Mm. <laughs> I was like bringing down the team. And then one day my leader just sat me down and he was like, yo, you know what? Like, I think you're just really immature. Mm. You know, you need to grow up. Mm. And that was tough to hear because yeah. I fancied myself a mature person, which was <laughs> hyper deluded of me. But, um, but that's what he said to me. Yeah. And there it was. And I had a choice to take him up and, you know, take that seriously or to be like, you know, you don't know me, like whatever, you know? And I mean, thankfully, uh, I, I listened, you know, and I said, okay, you know, I'm going to try, I'm going to start trying to like really love these people mm -hmm. and try to make the most of this time. And mm -hmm. it ended up being one of the most transformative like months, semesters wow. of my life. You know, I got to see yeah. one of my dear friends to this day come to Christ, this total non-Christian yeah. guy. And I mean, yeah, there's, there's so much to that that I could go on about. But I, I think back and I'm like, gosh, I'm so thankful that my leader at that time talked to me because otherwise I would have just missed out and maybe mm. it would have been worse like I might have I don't know I don't know what effects I could have had ultimately but I'm so thankful because I got to be a part of that now and I get I can look back with like a lot less regret than mm -hmm. I otherwise would have so like mm -hmm. yeah and, and so I think about that in the lives of the people that I ministered like I don't want to rob them of that mm -hmm. right even if it is costly in the sense of like it's hard to have those kind of conversations mm -hmm. so yeah yeah no so that th those are like the best stories and I for sure have experienced that and I've even experienced leaders like saying stuff like you know I'm not sure about this but like this is kind of what I'm seeing like mm -hmm. is this the, and, then they, and then they're like they, they fact find first and they kind of explore and ask more questions before they you know and then they go okay is it this or this and it's more like this oh, okay and then they, they trust so I think for, for the most part even in the tough conversations my leaders have been really gracious with me actually I really appreciated that it's been a blessing but I think for me like like <laughs> like well, I, well here's a question do you are you more confrontational or are you like like or or do you think you could you should grow more like where where do you fall? I'm not okay. confrontational. Okay. I'm like an enneagram. Like I'm kind of an enneagram nine or five, one okay. or the other. But yeah. yeah, I my issue is that I don't conf confront enough. But I know you're not sure. like that. Yeah, yeah. This is really surprising to people because they think I'm nice. In fact, one yeah. of your guys that you're mentoring once was like, "Man, like 
you know, what What if I was like under you? What if you were my leader? And I looked at him and I was like, you don't want to be <laughs> under Because I knew he was under you. Like, You're used to a certain kind of leader, right? Very huh? different. And I, so, yeah, for me, I definitely had a long, like, kind of period of time and I'm still growing through it, but like where I was like, a little too confrontational and mm. maybe even like a little too smothering a little bit like mm. really want to my guys go really pushing them and mm. not putting the ball in their court enough you know and that sort of thing kind of not recognizing boundaries yeah. that well yeah, i remember those times we were talking about yeah that. yeah and you i had conversations with you where i was like recognizing that and i was like it was really painful mm. to 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 grow out of that because like i started realizing these different conversations like oh maybe i shouldn't have done that and i went back to multiple guys mm. and and this was actually just like right before church planning actually where i was like hey, th this tough conversation, can you tell me if I like did anything like that, you know? And, you know, it was- a, it was like a, anything it, that was like too yeah, much. Yeah, that was too much, you know? And, and one of the guys was like, no, I needed that. Mm. Thank you for doing that. And I don't think that I have anything to fault for. It was, oh, okay. Another guy was like, no, most part was good, but there's just one thing that I was a little bothered by. Mm. Apologize for that. And there was one guy that was just like, you know, that season is very mixed for me. Mm. And I, I don't want to kind of, I don't feel the need to like correct everything, everything, you know, that happened. I'm just, you know, like, we're just gonna have grace about it, you know? Wow. And so like, that was, I don't know if I needed, to, I, I felt like I needed to do that. I don't know if like every need, leader needs to do that or something like that, but that was just something that I needed to do. And um, like ultimately, you know, me ministering didn't depend on those answers. It was just sort of like me relationally with those guys. I just yeah. want to know that, right? And it's just, it's so hard. and. Maybe sometimes, like, some people don't, like, I don't know. Like, maybe sometimes some people don't recognize how hard it is and how fraught it is and how yeah. risky it is. Yeah. And then, like, you, you kind of don't think about it. You don't pray about it. You don't really feel the weight of it. And then you just really rigidly or mechanically just, Bleh, you know, you say yeah. what you say. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You know, and I had to go yeah. through that kind of growing process. Or even I had to, like, process my own frustrations and patience and repent of those things, too. Yeah. At the same time, some of those guys were like, no, I need to hear that. Yeah. And so I'm just, it's a constant growing process. Yeah, and, and I know. mean, I think, gosh, I know this is a little bit of an overgeneralization, but I do think, like, people make blunders, for sure, mm -hmm. and often that's just an issue of wisdom, like, oh, you were foolish, like, I don't know why you had that kind of conversation mm -hmm. with that person yeah. at that time, like, he wasn't ready for it. Right. Yeah. So those blunders happen, yep. um, and there are times also when people are maybe a little, like, I don't know, in an effort to be a good leader. You know, there's sort of this kind of perception yeah. that like a good leader is one who confronts, which I think is true to an extent. Like yeah. you do have to be able to confront, but maybe, you know, they don't balance that with the requisite kind of wisdom or thoughtfulness. Yeah, warming or even just warming up. Yeah, or, or just like, like, yeah, like our relationship is not at that point yeah, and they exactly. misjudge that. So I definitely think those blunders happen and I think those are the cause of a lot of pain. And I yeah. think what you did was good because I think we need to know how to apologize for that. I, I don't think I'm great at that. I don't think actually a lot of people at our church don't know how to do that gracefully. Hmm. And I think maybe that's something, maybe you should teach a workshop on that one day. Oh, but, gosh, no, but yeah. I do think that's important to do, um, to, to to acknowledge mistakes and mm. to apologize. And so maybe that's yeah. an area of growth for us. But on the other mm. hand, I do feel like I can say with a fair amount of confidence for me, for the people that have ministered to me, for everyone I know as a minister, that those conversations are never from a place of like, I'm trying to benefit myself. And, right. I, and that's right. what I really find frustrating about some of the online criticism. They they act so certain that these conversations that we have are because we're on power trips yeah. or because we hate these people or we're trying to like, like that is, I mean, I'm not saying that never happens, but if it does, it's exceedingly rare. Yeah. It's like really yeah. rare because like, you just got to think about it. Like why, like 
what power do I really gain from that? If anything, I'm probably going to drive you away. If I cared about having more influence and like more people under me, mm -hmm. I would just be nice to everybody, mm -hmm. right? Because then everyone mm -hmm. would love me and everyone would stick around. Yeah. I, I mean, so I, I know I, it's hard to prove to anyone, but like I would just appeal, like give, give your leaders the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like I'm not saying they do it well. Yeah. And I'm not saying they don't have anything to apologize for, but at least their intent is it's almost never out of some personal gain, you know? It's, yeah. it's always it's always at least the intent is for your good. And I yeah, can say that with a love, fair right? amount of confidence. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I remember that was one thing you said to me, actually, when I was kind of going through that, when I was like kind of wrestling. I don't, you don't remember? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like, I, I was like wrestling. Like, man, I don't, was I, did I do a good job? Did I, you mm -hmm. know, whatever? And you're like, hey, you know, um, you, I, I know you, you know, and, and you did it because you love those guys. And I was like, yeah, I did. You know, yeah. and, and I that's the made, most crucial thing. I and think. I might have made a mistake, you know, but it was out of love, and and um, you know, so so like, I don't know. Maybe there's just like one takeaway. It's just, it's just to see more grace, maybe mm -hmm. on both sides. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and we're learning. We need to grow. We need to change. We need to shift. But it's like it's not like to air that out like all online and and yeah. and all that. Like, that's do we really not, need to do that? It's not it. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, yeah. and I mean, like, again, there's there's things we got to improve and grow in. Like, I think one thing is, like, I don't think we have a great way to reconcile those situations right now. Because sometimes mm -hmm. the leader, you're just oblivious. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if we've really figured this out. Like, yeah. hey, who do I talk to if I feel unfairly treated by my leader? You know, and we yeah. have, like, Pastor Ed's anonymous email inbox. Yeah. But I don't know. That can be kind of complicated. Like, I don't want to talk to the head pastor about yeah. this. And also, like, I don't know how he's going to reply to me because it's an anonymous email. Yeah. Like, how do I have a dialogue about this? I mean, so that's something that I've kind of been pushing for personally. Like, I think we got to talk about it more more yeah. so i'm not saying like we got this down perfectly like don't complain like i definitely think like let's talk more and if you have ideas about this if you're listening you have ideas about how we can do this better yeah for sure no like, i agree like in my yeah. 10 years of being college minister i think it's been twice where my leader said hey someone under you had this feedback for you yeah that's and super it, hard to do yeah it's it's only happened like twice it's hard it's hard i agree and that's never happened to me but that's probably because i don't confront enough so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, this was a fun conversation. Yeah. I'm glad we had it because I think um, these are things that we need to keep talking about. Um, but hopefully, that gives people some perspective, mm -hmm. gives people a sense of like how we feel about some of the things that people read online. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so it's another episode of Why the Hate, yeah, and down. you know, unofficial, official. I, I can't get those straight, dude. <laughs> the official, but unofficial. Grace Maybe podcast. you should do the intro. Okay, I'll do the outro. Right. Yeah. Well, like, subscribe, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us on the official, unofficial Grace Point podcast.